1910, the philosophers Bertrand Russell and Alfred North Whitehead published the first volume of their Principia Mathematica. The full work was thousands of pages long, each one filled with rows and rows of equations and symbolic logic, like a coded message from a nation at war. The goal of the enterprise was to set mathematics on a firm logical foundation. In elementary school math, we're taught about axioms. We learn that axioms are mathematical statements that if you assume that they're true, everything else works out. But we're just supposed to take them for granted. Sure, they seem plausible, but how do we really know? That's what Russell and Whitehead were trying to establish. They spent several hundred pages, for instance, trying to prove that 1 plus 1 is equal to 2. From its first release, Principia Mathematica sparked something of a revolution. There was a race among mathematicians to figure out what it said and whether any of it was true. Perhaps the most long-lasting contribution inspired by Russell and Whitehead's work was a theorem from a young Austrian mathematician named Kurt Gödel. After sifting through the coded messages of Principia, Gödel felt that there was something off about the whole enterprise. More than that, he was able to prove this suspicion. His verdict was succinct and immediately graspable in a way that Russell and Whitehead's was not. This was Gödel's famous incompleteness theorem, and it led, in a not-so-indirect way, to the insights of Alan Turing and John von Neumann, from which sprung the modern computer. Principia was, in its own way, one of the most important intellectual works of the 20th century. It's easy to look at this story and think of Principia as a work of towering genius. From our perspective, on the outside, it just sort of emerged in the world and proceeded to change everything. The person, mainly Russell in this case, becomes an intellectual demigod. He went on to be the world's most famous philosopher, signing nuclear disarmament pacts with Einstein and winning the Nobel Prize in literature. In a story like this, we forget that the person who came up with this idea, who created this work, is still just that, a person. I'm Cody Commerce, and welcome to my podcast, Cognitive Revolution a show about the personal side of the intellectual journey. In this show, I'll talk to eminent creatives, scientists, and thinkers about the struggles they faced on the way to the top. I created this podcast because it's all too easy to look up to someone and only see the finished product. The whole thing can seem so unattainable. But there's always a backstory. They started out somewhere and went through a lot of hard times before things started going well. They probably still go through hard times, even though that might look different now. Yet there's so few forums for people to discuss this side of their process. Once they've hit the pinnacle, everyone wants to know about the big idea and the intellectual giant who birthed it. This is a show about the women and men who come up with these big ideas as they operate on the same scale as you and I. In the case of Russell, what we don't see are the 10 years it took him and Whitehead to develop Principia. During those 10 years, Just about every personal tribulation that could happen to someone happened to Russell. In his autobiography, he wrote, The end of the century marked the end of this sense of triumph. And from that moment onwards, I began to be assailed by intellectual and emotional problems, which plunged me into the darkest despair that I have ever known. He had problems with his partner, Whitehead. He had long lapses of writer's block and found himself working on totally irrelevant projects just to pass the time. There was a moment of hope in the year 1900 when he thought he was basically done with the whole project. That didn't last long. He also realized 
in a flash of revelation, that he no longer loved his wife, Alice. Even after this realization, problems with his mother-in-law continued to haunt him. Yet combing through the inscrutable nomenclature of Principia, you'd never know any of this. You'd just see a monolithic work of genius. And I have a problem with that. My problem is you might be tempted to conclude that works like Principia are created by a different kind of person altogether, with a process and experience totally different from our own. They aren't. They are created by flawed people who trudge through writer's block and have issues with their collaborators and despise their in-laws and sometimes just can't seem to make anything that's worthwhile. In other words, great works are created by people who have the same problems as you and me. My hope for this podcast is that we'd all be able to see that a little better. And then it might inspire you along the path to your own Principia, whether in mathematics, literature, business, science, or any creative endeavor. I hope you enjoy.